Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Nearly a man at second. There's a liner caught by Wendell. The game's over. Marlins take three out of four. Two nothing to final. Yeah, that's rough. Pirates lost three of four in Miami. And the Pirates have lost 13 of their last 15 games. We all thought May was rough. I've said that before. We all thought May was a rough month, and here we are in June now, kind of wishing that May was still around. Because I've said it before, and I'll say it again because it's catastrophic. The Pirates never got swept in three consecutive series in May. They got swept in two consecutive series to begin that month. The Pirates didn't lose 10 in a row in May. So we're reaching new levels of low. And the Pirates, who easily could have won three of four in that series, blew a lead on Saturday and wasted good pitching all throughout the series. Welcome to the Fan Early Morning Show. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. It's the Wake Up Show. The Wake Up Show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. You can apply online at 84lumber.com. So this morning, kind of rough. And coming in here... You'd think if you saw the pitching numbers with the way that the Pirates' starting pitchers went, Beto even is doing well. You've still got a team that couldn't win the series or even split the series against the Miami Marlins team that's been respectable, but nothing that couldn't be overcome. The Marlins right now... Second in the NL East, they're 45 and 34. Six games back in the division, but they're doing well this year. The Pirates have sunk to 35 and 42. They're five and a half games back in the division. In their last 10, the Pirates are the only team that is under 500 in their last 10 games. The Reds, 8 and 2, they're hot. The Brewers getting better, 6 and 4. They're keeping pace with the now division leading Reds. Remember when that was the Pirates like a week and a half ago? Cubs, 8 and 2 in their last 10. The Cardinals are five, uh, five and five in their last ten. The Pirates one and nine in their last ten of it, and they've lost thirteen in their last fifteen. So, I right, we're gonna we're gonna hear some comments from Derek Shelton. I'm just wondering what you think out there as well. If you want to express frustration, and I also want to know what you think about this uh, question I'm about to ask. You can call me four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. You can also. Tweet at me, at Callus underscore 33 is my Twitter handle. That's C-A, 
LLAS underscore 33 on Twitter. So, would you look at this season any differently if the Pirates didn't go 20-8 and eight to begin the year? I mean, I know that might seem like an obvious question, but are any of you out there extremely frustrated that the Pirates started so well and got our hopes up and then they've they've crashed. And I, I can't help but think that there are many of us who jinx the Pirates. I'm not just talking about Crowley, talking about getting back on the ship. I mean, I heard Joe Starkey say it, the, the PM team mentioned it, um, that it would take a catastrophic fall for this team not to be competitive down the stretch. And we've seen that catastrophic fall now. May was rough, but June is, is back. 13 of their last 15 they've lost. Very bad, like it, like the catastrophic uh, months past April. They they happen. I I nobody thought that it would happen, and maybe you did, and that's why I want to ask you. I mean, did, were you fooled by the month of April? Are you frustrated that the Pirates may have gotten your hopes up? I really didn't think, and I was a believer in this team from the start, and I've mentioned that and I've said that and it's documented as early as February saying of me saying that they would win 84 games because I saw the year last year where when the Pirates had veteran help, not just young guys trying to play, when they had Jake Marisnik and Roberto Perez on the roster, they were doing better than anybody had thought into May, and it was only when injuries occurred to both those players and young guys were forced into the majors, did the team start to struggle, and then they recessed into, what, a 62-win team. This year started differently because all these pieces were finally coming together. Some of the top prospects were either on the way or they made it. O'Neill Cruz was a huge piece. Vince Velasquez was returning to the form that he had when he was with the Phillies at the end of last decade, and and then Velasquez gets hurt. O'Neill Cruz gets hurt. Just several. G-Man Choi gets hurt. Several injuries to the veteran guys, and not that young guys are being forced up. And that might be what's frustrating about this more than anything is that last year the young players were called up out of necessity, you know, to fill roster spots. And now it feels like we're clamoring for the prospects to come up because the Pirates' top prospects are ready. Now, we're, we're getting there. They caught up Nick Gonzalez this weekend. So, I mean, that's, that's good. I can live with that. I think that's a good move to call up a former number one pick for your organization. But they're missing they're – missing the right position at this point. They're missing helping at a position that's struggling offensively. We heard Jim Leland's comments last week about Austin Hedges and Jason DeLay. Now, Henry Davis is here, but right now he's not a consistent catcher. Andy Rodriguez just hit a bomb in AAA over the weekend, and he's still down there and not called up. If they don't call him up this week, there's something wrong. And Shelton, Derek Shelton talked about in his postgame press conference yesterday, pitching, and then he was asked about the offensive struggles, and I want you to hear both of these answers. Here they are, Derek Shelton from yesterday. 
definitely frustration that we could have won three or four. I mean, you saw four well-pitched games by our starters. You know, I mean, and with the exception of of really one inning, we threw the ball well the entire series uh, and did a really good job, except for the first game here, you know. But it's an encouraging sign because we're talking about three kids that are rookies, you know, one kid that didn't even start the year in big league camp with us. And, you know, Mitch had a really good start. So, you know, it's it's right now it's not a situation where we're not getting good starting pitching because we're getting elite starting pitching right now. We just got to figure out a way to score more runs. How do you figure out how to score more runs? Yeah, I wish I had that answer for you. Uh, we have to figure it out because we're in a stretch right now. We're not doing anything offensively, especially anything early in the game. And uh, that's that's what we have to figure out. So I don't know if the answer is not obvious. I'm sure you out there could figure it out. What's the, what's the problem with the offense? What's the offensive struggles? Austin Hedges in the lineup, big problem. Jason DeLay being a catching option is a problem for the offense. There are no more threats on offense. O'Neal Cruz is out. G-Man Choi is out. The rest of the offense is struggling without them. O'Neal Cruz was a perfect top-of-the-order guy for the Pirates because where you put him in the order... Teams may pitch around him because they understand he's a threat, but he's not in there anymore. There's no heavy threats on the team. Most of the hitters have been inconsistent, but you're telling me that you don't know the answer to this problem. Shelton doesn't know the answer to the to the offensive struggles, and it's that Austin Hedge is a notorious in-the-100s hitter, is on the roster in the lineup starting most games in a week, and you've got Henry Davis, who's touted as a great offensive player, and Andy Rodriguez, who's hitting majestic home runs in AAA. None, neither of them are serviceable to catch right now. It can't get much worse than 13 out of the 15 games. One in that stretch. The Pirates have lost 13 of their last 15. And Derek Shelton, as the manager, is saying, I don't know, I don't know what the offensive struggles are. I don't know how to improve. Listen to that again. It's baffling. Yeah, I wish I had that answer for you. Uh, we have to figure it out because we're in a stretch right now. We're not doing anything offensively, especially anything early in the game, and uh, that's that's what we have to figure out. I don't know why Austin Hedges isn't the obvious answer. I mean, I get the entire lineup is struggling, but Austin Hedges batting in the mid-100s is not helping. And I don't know if I've officially declared it, but hear me now, I'm not on the Hedges train anymore. He was a serviceable piece of catcher when the team had a more developed lineup, but they don't right now. And the fact that the manager, Derek Shelton, is out there going, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the offensive struggles are. I think it's just a bad look. I think it's a bad look for the manager to to just say, "Yeah, I don't know where the offensive struggles are. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know how to get better. Maybe plug some better offensive pieces in there. Give his team some help in the form of prospects." Now again, Nick Gonzalez is up great. Henry Davis is up kind of great, but he's not playing the position. He's not playing his primary position. So you got Henry Davis in the lineup, not playing his primary position. You've got Nick Gonzalez up, who that's great, but there's a lot of depth in the middle infield right now, so it's not a position of need. And Andy Rodriguez still in AAA, hitting home runs. Hitting well. 
I think he's proved he had a rough stretch there over the last couple of weeks, but I think he's proven by now that he deserves a major league call up. Get to lay off the major league roster, bring up Rodriguez, have Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez try out the catcher position. Bring Hedges in as a defensive replacement if you must, let him start once or twice a week, but get Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis in there on a consistent basis. And I think that's the answer to the offensive struggles. But it just it baffles me that he that he says in that press conference yesterday that we don't know what the offense I don't know what the offensive struggles are. I don't have the answer to the offensive struggles right now. It's just nuts. 412-928-9370. If you want to give me a call, you're welcome to. Again, uh, you can also hit me up on Twitter. That's at Callas underscore 33. That's C-A-L-L-A-S underscore 33. I mean, you're frustrated that the Pirates gave us some some hope that now seems to be false. I It's not unrecoverable either. The season is not unsalvageable yet. I mean, their, their hot start has also kept them in this division race right now. I mean, five and a half games back seems tough, but remember the Reds were in that similar situation and then they rattled off 10 in a row and now they're the division leader. So this division's still weak, but the Pirates are kind of playing into the mediocre parts now and they're losing at a significant enough rate that they're falling. And the Cardinals are coming up and that's that's really scary as well because I, I, I believe that the Cardinals are buried but they might not be. They're thirty-two and thir- uh, they're thirty-two and forty-five. The Pirates are thirty-five and forty-two. Pirates five and a half games back of the division lead. The Cardinals eight and a half games back. So that's scary stuff. The Cubs are only three games back of the division right now. They've been hot. Like I said, they won eight of their last ten games. But the Pirates have lost nine of their last ten, and the Pirates have lost thirteen of their last fifteen. As we uh, as we continue to go through June, a worse month than May. Absolutely. Are you frustrated about the fall? So, did you see it coming? I know a lot of you out there will say, "Yeah, I saw this one coming." I don't know though. It's I don't know if I believe that. But for me, I was a believer in this Pirates organization. I mean, I thought that they were going to do better. You heard me say I thought they were going to win 84 games. Some of you might want to call. Some of you might want to tweet at me. Some of you might just be thinking, yep, well, they're going to shove that one back in my face because they're not looking to be on a great pace now to finish over 500. It's not impossible, though, to salvage this season. I mean, I want to make that clear. They could still rattle off some wins. Maybe the Reds or the Brewers or the Cubs all get cold and the Pirates could pass them and then get back into the race. So I'm not saying it's impossible, but it looks grim when the starting pitching goes to a team like Miami that's kind of on the rise, and the Pirates have them in at least three of the four games. Pirates probably could have won three of those four. But the bullpen and the lack of further run support hurt the Pirates. Keller, Beto, I mean, they pitched well in this series. And that's what's frustrating about it as well. The team needs some help. And I think it starts at catcher. If there's one answer that Derek Shelton should be able to give, it's that the catching position lacks offense. 
And it does. Jason DeLay and Austin Hedges are not doing it at a consistent enough rate. And on top of that, Hedges is batting in the mid-100s. He has hit a home run this year, so good for him. But the Pirates as a whole offensively are struggling, and to have a catcher batting in the 100s, in the mid-100s, it's not helpful right now. So that's the answer. Derek Shelton said he doesn't have the answer for the offensive struggles. They just got to get better. They got to have more timely hitting. Well, it starts with setting the team up for success, and I don't think on the offensive side of the ball that Austin Hedges is doing that for them anymore. And it can't hurt to put Davis and Rodriguez in. It can't. If you're losing 13 of your last 15 games, that can't hurt. Man. Well, in in this slide that the Pirates have had, they did announce that their City Connect jerseys have been designed. They're in. All the players posed in those jerseys. We can talk about that. Uh, Those should be featured in this upcoming series against the San Diego Padres. Talk more Pirates. You can also talk anything uh, sports if you want. Dylan Cruz, he was honored with a Golden Spikes Award yesterday. So that's fresh. That's new. Uh, That's news, I should say. Um, Between him and the Paul Skeens debate, if you want to call in, talk about that. Um, Who do you think the Pirates should draft? Pretty much pitcher or position player right now. Who's the Pirates draft? Give me a call. Talk about a 412-928-9370. Talk about the City Connect uniforms. Talk about more of your frustration with the team, if you so choose, because 13 of the last 15 is uh, losing 13 of the last 15 is rough. We're going to talk about that more when we come back. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis, and you're listening to Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the Fan Early Morning Show. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. My name is Nicholas Harry Callis. Let me take this moment to give you fan weather. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Summer is here. Come check out Trailblazer Equinox and the all-new redesigned 2024 tracks. You can also check them out online at sunchevy.com today. High of 78 Low of 66. You can expect some rain throughout the day, but it's going to be mostly overcast and cloudy. And tomorrow, a 60% chance of rain with a high of 72 and a low of 62. That's fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. So we're talking right now about the Pirates. Uh, kind of rough. Kind of rough time. You can call me talk about a 412-928-9370. Got about, uh, about eight more minutes left. Seven or eight minutes. Talk about the Pirates. Talk about who the Pirates should draft. Dylan Cruz, Paul Skeens. Dylan Cruz was named the Golden Spikes Award recipient yesterday. 45th winner in the team's history, or in the awards history, but uh, he's honored as the best player in the nation. Paul Skeens, though, still a freak. And the Pirates... See, I don't know if I can say that the Pirates have a lack of pitching depth. Their starting pitching has been great. And if anybody has been most impressive on the Pirates' staff so far this year, it's Osvaldo Bido. 
I mean, the bullpen, I've been talking about this for a couple weeks now. The bullpen has been struggling, and the bullpen has not been locking down games. Now, the Pirates should score more runs. You, In an ideal world, you want them to score more runs. But while they're not, the bullpen must be trusted to hold down leads. And without Colin Holderman on the back end of the bullpen, the bullpen's been exposed, I believe. You shouldn't have to rely on David Bednar. And I know last week many of you were frustrated because Mitch Keller didn't get to finish eight complete innings. He was at over 100 pitches through seven. Shelton said to take him out. I don't think in Keller's press conference he mentioned anything about getting taken out too early. Um, so maybe they uh, Shelton and Keller had a private agreement. They were like, yeah, uh, Keller said, yeah, I'm done. Shelton said, fair enough, we'll go to the bullpen. What's one inning? And I know we wanted Shelton to go more. I know we – not Shelton. I know we wanted Keller to go longer than he did um, and 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 fight it out. We want to see what Keller's made of, and I can understand that to an extent. But maybe maybe he was tired. Maybe he, maybe he didn't want to go anymore, and Shelton thought that he could trust his bullpen to get through one inning, and then they didn't, and then they blew the lead. So – I don't know, but the bottom line is that either way, whether you whether you think Keller should have pitched uh, into the eighth inning, no matter what, right now we know that the, that the bullpen, for the most part, is not a reliable bullpen. So that should be addressed along with more offensive catcher and maybe another big bat. I mean, it's not the season. I'm not, I'm not going to say the season's over right now. I know sometimes... We get a little too ahead of ourselves. The Pirates are still in – they're not in bad shape. It looks like they're in bad shape because they lost 13 of their last 15, but it's not impossible to turn the season around. But losing 13 of 15 is not good. Losing 10 in a row is not good. Getting swept in three consecutive series to division opponents is not good. So I understand right now where the frustration comes from. I understand – how you might feel, and it's just, it, it isn't a good look for the Pirates, and it's especially not a good look. I played the clip last segment where Shelton said that he wasn't uh, sure how to fix the offensive struggles, and again, I just think that you, you've got to look at some of the weaker parts of the offense, and you've got to know what to expect. If you put some of these young guys in the lineup and they don't perform, well, you're testing them out. I get it. You're giving them major league experience. They've got time to refine their skills, but Austin Hedges has been an established unsuccessful hitter. And I think it's time right I think it's time right now that you have to favor offense and you got to take risks more than just continuing to settle for what you already know, which is that he's he's a good defensive catcher is Austin Hedges, but he can't hit very well. And right now the offense is part of the problem. The other part of the problem is that the bullpen has been exposed without Holderman in it. So, addressing both of those both of those problems is what I think is essential. I think that it's essential to to address the bullpen and the catching offense right now. Pirates start a homestand where they play six games, three against the Padres. A three-game series begins tomorrow. And the Brewers, Pirates are going to play over the weekend at PNC Park. And we got the City Connect jerseys. We're going to see those. In this homestand, they were released sometime last week. 
And now here we are. We're about to see them in action. Couple notes. I love the black and gold. It's a good idea. I think that the yellow top of the hat is an unusual look, so it makes it a little more unique. I think they missed an opportunity, though, and I know Colin Dunlap tweeted at me when I posted this. He said that maybe the 412 numbers were trademarked by the store. Um, but I like uh, I like the idea of having a, a 412 on the jersey instead of PGH. Um, but I also know that I think somebody tweeted as well and said uh, 412 uh, isn't just Pittsburgh supporters. There's also the 814 and the 724, which I get. But the Pirates do play the 412. That would be my response to that argument, but not a big deal. I also thought it was interesting that they put the Steelers' diamonds uh, in there. That's what the, the little design is, is it kind of fades in from the um, the midsection up. I thought it was interesting that you define the City of Champions with the Steelers logo and you put that on a Pirates jersey. just think it's a minor slap in the face because uh, when you think of Pittsburgh, you think of Steeler Nation first. And I think that's what those are there is those little diamonds. So other than those two things, I think that the jerseys look phenomenal. I do like the black and gold, the heavy black and gold, like I said. So I look forward to seeing those uh, in action this week, this series coming up, as a matter of fact, against the Padres. So we'll see. Uh, as the Padres stand right now, they are 37 and 41, nine and a half games back in the NL West, uh, spending more money than the Pirates are. I do want to keep that in perspective as well. Um, I don't think this is an ownership issue right now. I said that before, and I'll say it again. Bob Nutting has spent money. The Pirates organization has worked to spend money on veteran players, and it, you know some of them get hurt, some of them not performing, I understand that, but I don't think it's a money problem right now, especially when you look at the New York Mets, 15 games out of the division. They're 35-42. and 42. They've spent way more money than the Pirates, and they have the exact same record going into this week. And then the Padres, 37-41, and 41, right around where the Pirates are, and again, they're spending more money. So I wouldn't look at this as a money issue. I would look at this more as just they're not playing well. And Austin Hedges is still the starting catcher, and their prospects aren't being used in the most efficient way right now. That's just my opinion. But um, also, again, when you lose 13 of 15, you can say these things, criticize a little bit, because it's, it's you can't get much worse than this. So I implore the Pirates to take some risks as it relates to their prospects and their young talent as we move through this season to really see what these guys are made of. And even if they don't make the playoffs this year, even if they don't do uh, well, I guess, even if they don't finish over 500, however you want to put it, at least we can have some idea of where these prospects are going to be as the uh, as next season approaches and the glorified 2024 year for the Pirates emerges as their year to compete. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.